we do know, we have research uh, that says that when somebody is troubled in their marriage or if there are fights going on or, you know, conflicts or something troubling them um, or other stressors related to the family going on, somebody is not as productive as at work. Um, Even something as mundane as you had a fight in the morning and you go into work, you can't concentrate as much because you're still thinking about that fight. This week, Dr. Karen Sherman joins us once again to discuss some research that looked at the impact a good marriage has on the workplace, specifically the creativity and productivity of those who are in a happy marriage. So we discuss why that is and other things. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchedmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the lovely, the brilliant, the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist uh, in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Uh, Karen is also the uh, author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life, and she is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, you can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And uh, today we're going to talk about uh, how potentially a good marriage can improve creativity and innovation in the workplace. Um, so this is all coming off of a uh, res- uh, some new research from the School of Business of Hong Kong Baptist University, where the researchers found that workers... Uh, are when workers are happy in their marriages, they quote, experience positive spillover of psychological resources into their work. So what does that mean more specifically? Basically, it means happy marriages encouraged creativity and innovation. Um, <laughs> does this mean I can blame my writer's block on Jessica? No, 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 okay. <laughs> no. Okay. But here's what it does basically mean. Um, Basically, you know, if one is involved in a happy marriage, then your life feels much better and there are no stressors or, you know, not to say that there aren't stressors in life because there are still your children, world events, finances, etc. But basically, if you're in a happy marriage and you're feeling good and you're feeling that you matter and, you know, that you know, things are are good, then there's no real anxiety or pressure. And in that state of mind, you're going to work better. And the spillover, as they are suggesting, could be, this is the first I've ever read this, but could be that that would also create a backdrop that would then allow creativity to come about more easily. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you know, I think that um, if you are, you know, have all your planets, so to speak, lined up mm-hmm. properly, then it would actually give you the opportunity to tap into resources that you might not ordinarily be able to. Mm-hmm. So that that does make sense to me. Yeah, one of the things that I was thinking about uh, when trying to trying to figure out like why this would be, uh, and it it I feel like it kind of makes sense. Like it seems like oh yeah that that seems about right. But I was thinking about how we know, for example, when you exercise and if mm-hmm. you walk or run or whatever, um, you like it stimulates the brain. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do exercise, you are releasing good chemicals, the, the mm-hmm. positive endorphins and things. And so, you know, again, I have no scientific evidence to back this up. But I'm also wondering if we know we know that like good relationships release those endorphins. We know that exercise release those endorphins. Mm-hmm. We know that mm-hmm. exercise makes you more creative and you can think better. And there's going throughout history, uh, like Socrates would go on walks when he would do his philosophy. Steve Jobs, when he would do meetings, would walk around his neighborhood mm-hmm. to do that stuff. So this is there's a long pattern of this type of stuff, um, not just anecdotal, but then also researched and scientific. So I'm wondering if the happy marriages, the endorphins you get released from those happy marriages helps stimulate that same in that same type of manner. I, I th- certainly think it's a good theory. Um what I was thinking about as you were talking is how many people have we heard of have come up with these creative inventions when they're asleep? Mm. And so if you are stressed or anxious, you're going to have fitful sleep. But if you are feeling good and relaxed, then you would have the kind of sleep that would allow you, again, to go into that area of your brain. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we really you know, know what the reason is. Uh, they're finding this. Of course, it's interesting, Steve, because in my reading of the article, unless I overlooked something, we did not see what it was that they used to test creativity, what, you know, um, measures they used to say that the person was more creative. Um, But, you know, just taking it from, you know, a very uh, general kind of look, I, I, I do think there's some merit, but the article did not discuss either, um, how they measured creativity or what they thought was the reason for it other than this happiness factor in right. the marriage. No, that's a, that's a very excellent point. And because you could, I could, I could very easily see how they would misinterpret it, pro, misinterpret productivity with creativity. Mm-hmm. But, um, so anyways, but that's a great point. Um, but taking that into account, I think one of the interesting things was that the effect of improved innovation and creativity was also found to be even greater for employees mm-hmm. whose spouses were also happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I feel like we know is, uh, or maybe not, it, it, is it common for one person to be happy in a relationship and the other person not to be happy? I would find that difficult, though. And again, I don't want listeners to shoot me at this. I think it's easier for a man to be happy 
and the woman to be unhappy because I think that a man can compartmentalize mm-hmm. and might not even be aware that the wife is unhappy. Whereas if a man is unhappy, we know that women have a better pulse on the relationship. Uh-huh. And so she would very likely pick up that he was unhappy. Um, but clearly, um, we do know that we pick up each other's energy uh, from as much as 20 feet away from mm-hmm. one another. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, if both people are happy, then, yeah, you're going to have a double whammy of it. Um, it can't be anything but a good thing yeah. if both are happy. You know, it reminds me, as you're explaining the reason, like the possibilities for one person to be happy and not, and, and mm-hmm. how the wife uh would be the person who would be least likely to be happy if that was the scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently did a podcast where we uh, basically tackled the idiom of happy wife, happy life, because mm-hmm. it, to your, we, we, I mean, we went in length about discussing how a man can compartmentalize. Um, but if the, if the wife is happy, the man is typically happy in that scenario, mm-hmm. whereas it's mm-hmm. not uh, as relatable uh, in the reverse. So, Correct. But boy, I wish I could have been on that podcast. But I do want to make a comment about that. Um, Part of the reason, because that sounds almost contradictory to what I just said, that the man isn't picking up, that the wife is unhappy. No, 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 no. The the man, um, if the wife is happy, the husband is happy. That is correct. If the wife isn't happy, the man typically is oblivious. But the point being is, in this scenario, when we're talking about um, productivity and one person mm-hmm. being happy and the other, it was it okay. was I was trying to reiterate what you're saying and how we okay. basically did an entire podcast on this. Yes, uh, but yeah. I I feel like I jumbled my words a little bit there. No, I may have misunderstood. Wouldn't we make a great married couple? We always just agree so well. Of course, we don't have children. We don't cook together. We don't do housework together. You know, a minor thing that brings stress to a relationship. Okay, go ahead. But we recognize we're on the same team. So, and I think that's half the battle. Yes, because we know we both have the best intentions and we respect (laughs) each other, which is another thing that we just talked about. Yes, and we've been together a long time, Steve. We have. I mean, you're not the original for nothing. I mean, we got 500. (laughs) I mean, the the Hitch podcast has over 500 episodes and you're probably 490 of them. (laughs) Not Um, quite. Let's see. Okay, so let's I'll I'll move on here. Okay. Um, An employee's marriage. Uh, also affects their work in the opposite direction. So mm-hmm. uh, when a workers are found to be unhappy in the relationship, their psychological resources, quote unquote, um, were found to be depleted. So mm-hmm. um, this seems like it can have a really negative effect. And I'm thinking of this in like a more meta way so that if you're you're not happy in your relationship, uh, that means that the workplace becomes not as productive and innovative, which means that that is a, uh, not as good of environment, which means that could spiral into a bad situation, which could lead into, you know, other bad situations and so on and so forth. And you're right. We do know, we have research uh, that says that when somebody is troubled in their marriage or if there are fights going on or, you know, conflicts with something troubling them um, or other stressors related to the family going on, somebody is not as productive as at work. Um, even something 
as mundane as you had a fight in the morning and you go into work, you can't concentrate as much because you're still thinking about that fight. Uh, so we do know that to to absolutely be accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you're pointing out, you know, then if you if it goes on for a long time. Uh, then it's going to have deleterious effects on their work productivity, which could then mean that um, they wouldn't get their bonus or they would be reprimanded and then they're going to bring that back to the house, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, it really um, behooves people not only for the sake of their marriage, but for many other um, consequential uh, results to to work on having you know an understanding and a good marriage between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like such a cheap investment to start in the home. I know that's like such a cliche, but like really, uh, when things are good in the home, the rest of the world becomes a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not easy, but it gets a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so this I think this next thing that um, we're going to talk about is probably the most interesting thing for me, uh, Mm -hmm. which is there's a caveat to this whole scenario, which is for people who are naturally highly creative. Again, what does that mean? But for those who are highly creative, their marriage had less of an effect on their creativity and innovation. So Mm -hmm. um, now I'm not sure if I'm considered creative or not. And so I don't know if I can blame Jess for my writer's block. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I obviously say that in Jess, Jest. Um, but I digress. Uh, why, why do you think that there is this caveat with creative individuals where the relationship doesn't have that kind of an impact? Well, it does make sense to me because if you are somebody who has as a natural, um, benefit or strength in your life that you are creative, that's going to be there and it's not going to be as impacted by negative circumstances in your marriage. It's it's who you are. Mm-hmm. I think what they were referring to when they found that happy marriages allowed for more, let's say productivity out for a moment, but allowed for more creativity. I think that for the majority of us who are not naturally creative, mm-hmm. we could have the ability for some creativity if everything is you know, going well. So if you have a good marriage, it allows you to tap into that part of your brain. But if that's who you are, that's who you are. Mm -hmm. And, you know, being ruffled a little bit here or there isn't really going to impact it. Right. I mean, you could almost think of the, again, another cliche of like the tortured artist, right? Like Mm. they're not happy, but they are producing some of the most breathtaking work you've ever seen, heard, seen, watched, listened to, et cetera. Um, I, you know, it's interesting about the, the highly creative people as well. I have a niece who is, I mean, an artist in every sense of the word. She is just a remarkable, uh, drawer, painter, sketcher, whatever you want to, mm. you know, that kind of visual medium. Mm-hmm. And she's a teenager and mm. she's not in any kind of marriage. Uh, and so this is like her creativity is being to your point, it's part of who she is and it will continue mm-hmm. to be a part of who she is throughout her entire life, no matter what, because that's yes. just her default. Whereas, right. you know, some other people it's, it's a, it's a craft 
uh, that they have to work at or a skill that they have to exercise kind of a thing. Yes. Uh, you know, yes. like I can write, but I, and you know, on one sense, I consider myself a creative person, but it's not my default. It's not where I go immediately, uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, that's not my outlet, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, I just thought of something. Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, based on what you were just saying, and I have no idea if this is right or not, but something just occurred to me. Um, every week I write an email to the community during this whole pandemic situation because I felt it was important to um, give them resources. Um, I also, people send me jokes, I include jokes. And even when I wasn't sending weekly emails, um, you know, I'm writing to the community all the time as the social, uh, head of the social committee. And I feel very relaxed when I'm writing the emails Mm. and I just, you know, put in little comments here and there, which are really sort of my stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And I can't tell you how many positive comments I get back about, you're so funny. We really look forward (laughs) to your emails. And I would not have thought of myself that way 20, 30 years ago. And I truly believe because I have finally come to a place in my life where I really feel very personally satisfied mm. and happy in just about every sphere of my life. And I think that that has allowed me to let that part of me come out and, and you know, and, and, and put it out there. So, though my marriage is certainly part of that, mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, even grander for me as far as the right. positive in my life. But I think that, again, when the conditions are right, we all have the opportunity to show strengths that we may not thought we had. Right. No, that, I love that anecdote. I, it reminds me, so I like watching uh, a couple competitive cooking shows, Top Chef mm-hmm. being my favorite. Uh, and one of the things that you hear repeatedly is, uh, you know, be yourself mm-hmm. uh, when they're, you know, putting the food on the plate kind of a thing and like cooking and coming up with these recipes and things of that nature. And it is, it's that self-confidence. And to yes. your point, it's the self-assuredness that you, yes. that you have found that enables you to do that because then you're not thinking about the critiques that you're going to hear. You're just being authentically who you are. Yes. And I think when you talk about creativity and innovation, it's really allowing your, your natural instincts and guttural responses to be shared with the world. And yes. that takes vulnerability and you can't be vulnerable if you're not happy. Correct. Correct. Nice analysis, Steve. <laughs> Thank you. Um, okay. So this is all interesting. Um, uh, But what can we do with this information? The researchers Mm -hmm. have suggested uh, that companies could or should offer family-friendly policies. Uh, Mm -hmm. Can you discuss what that might look like? Oh, sure. Uh, So first of all, uh, there absolutely should be maternity leave. There should be paternity leave. Um, They could even institute things like that you're allowed to take your birthday off, your anniversary off. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm a big baby when it comes to birthday, so absolutely you should take your birthday (laughs) off. Um, I think that 
um, they should have um, certain allowances if couples are having difficulty in their marriage where they will pay for um, services for couples if they're willing to go get some help. Um, by the way, um, to the best of my knowledge, this isn't just New York, but insurance companies do not pay for marital therapy, which is bizarre to me. <laughs> they pay for individual therapy, but they don't pay for marital therapy. Um, now, I don't know, Steve, you know, you being in California, I don't know that you've ever even looked into this because you and Jess, you know, do so nicely together. Um, but do you have any idea, do, do insurance companies in California play, pay for marital therapy? I, I'm not aware. I don't know. That's a great question. I should look into it, though. Okay. Anyway, but certainly companies could subsidize um, if a couple actually is having some trouble um, and to be getting some help. Um, they could even run, you know, programs at work on, there are lots of programs that are offered that are marriage education. Uh, they could do that. So I think the combination of education and relaxation would really, in the long run, uh, serve the companies, not only the, the workers, but mm -hmm. serve the companies better. Yeah. And, I mean, and, uh, and you also threw in there a couple benefits that the employee would enjoy. Um, yeah. And it's, it, I mean, you think about like, okay, so I'm going to put on my business owner brain for two seconds. Mm -hmm. And the first thought is like, that's expensive. And then the counter argument to that is like, yeah, but you're going to have a more creative and more innovative employee. Absolutely. And like, how much is right. the next big product worth? Or what, you know, so, exactly. Um, yeah, uh, it, you know, it's always the chicken egg scenario and these kind of things, but, um, I think we all recognize we want to get across the street. So, um, all right, Karen, was there anything else that you wanted to add? Because I think that summation was great. No, I, I you know, I think that that's, I think we've covered different pieces of it and I think that that's it. But, um, you know, obviously if, People are aware of the fact that they're, um, what's going on for them within themselves and within their marriage is going to spill over to their work, either in a positive or negative direction. You know, um, try to work things out. Don't let it sit in and fester within you. That's certainly not going to be productive for yourself personally, for your marriage, or for you at work. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well said. Uh, I have nothing more to add to that. So we will wrap it up with that uh, sage advice. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. Uh, my pleasure. And until we, uh, until we do this again next time, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, who is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. Uh, as I mentioned, she is the original, which goes back over 500 episodes. So uh, you can find that on our website, hitchedmag.com. We also have thousands of articles on marriage and relationship advice. And of course, we have a newsletter like that I like to tout each week. It is free. It takes about 30 seconds to sign up for it. You can, again, find it on our website, hitchmag.com, and it provides a uh, once-a-week rundown. Monday evenings it goes out of the latest information that we put out. So hopefully you check that out. Okay, that's going to do it. Until next time, take care, everybody. 
on top of the world tonight. 